Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. You ready to plan out next year, babe? I am so excited about it. And I, I realize that it's always easier to plan when you've had a great year to plan the next year. You just get like giddy and whatever, but... Genuinely, I'm just, I just want more of the same and I want Mm -hmm. it to be happy go lucky. And I Mm -hmm. also am excited about trying new things too. In 2020, I coined a term that we not only were we comfortable, but we, we had found the sweet spot of consistent and boring. And we realized consistent and boring are our middle names and we (laughs) fully embrace them we love them. I compared my sense of comfort in this business as a dad bod level of comfort. Oh, yeah. It's not flashy or sexy. It's not going to do any trend dances on TikTok. And that is 100% okay with me. Dude, I think that is totally okay. And it brings up this great point. We um, recently had someone in our Facebook community ask about our signature program. And they said, Hey, like, I'm just trying to figure out, does this program make sense for me? And I came in and I tagged some previous um, or existing rather Strategy Academy members and alumni. And I said, what's your guys' take? Like, what do you think? Can you give her some feedback? And we did have um, Gina pipe up and say, you know, what I can really appreciate about what these girls have done for me is one, they gave me the confidence to like quit my job and do my business full time, which when we can do that for other people, that's it. That's right there. It's so good. She said, but the thing I appreciate more is that this is a business that works for me. I'm not making a ton of money. I'm not rolling in it. But it's exactly what I need Mm -hmm. and it fits the lifestyle I want. Mm -hmm. She's in the wedding industry. Consistent, stable, boring. And she's like, 
I'm in the wedding industry and I've watched so many of my competitors close their doors because they were so aggressive in how they grew their business. And <laughs> she's a florist and she's like, you know what? I even got to like pick up some of their old stuff and they just like yeah. gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. But also, you know, and that's not to say that we haven't helped people scale amazing businesses that continue to grow. We absolutely have. But I think the thing that makes us so different than yeah. so many other marketers out there is we want a business that fits your life and your yep. lifestyle. Yep. We're the cockroaches of the online marketing world. <laughs> We're going to be around no matter the pandemic, no matter a recession, no matter a TBI, no matter a growing family, no matter anything. Like we're just going to still be here hanging out because of the type of foundation that we have built. And we say all that not to like plug SA or a community or whatever, but to preface our plans for 2021 because yeah. guess what? We don't have plans to get on Oprah's couch. Like that's no. not that's not what's no. happening here. We don't have no. full on aggressive 10 million dollar growth plans here. That's not what's ha happening. Before we move on though, I I can't be a cockroach. Can we just be like a loyal dog? Like, well, like dogs die. Cockroaches don't. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you're a cockroach. Like it or not. Damn it. <laughs> Can I be like like one of the ghosts in Harry Potter? The just like sure. sure. Okay. okay. Sure. You want to be Moaning Myrtle? <laughs> I mean, she can blame <laughs> a little much for me, but. I still feel like it's an upgrade you from really a with Nick. <sighs> Stop it. That's who I would be. Just gross people out with my with my skull all the time. <laughs> how did I we get don't here? even have words for this? Okay, so how do you be boring <laughs> and reliable <laughs> and still have a shit ton of fun along the way? Well, I'll tell you what. The first thing we did before we planned any part of next year is I literally asked Emily, how does she feel? What does she want to do? Where do we want to go? What are the things we want to do more of, less of? And you have to start with that because if this, if you're about building a business that fits you and your lifestyle, you need to assess how does your current business fit how you feel? Yeah. I think that's a huge important piece. Yeah. Yeah. So how does your business feel, Emily? <laughs> well, and I'll I'll provide an example later on once we sure. get to actual strategies of where this conversation actually came to play because we ask each other this we both ask each other this question because there are, there are things that you're like I liked when we, you know, launched this thing or how we did this or whatever and I definitely want to do that again. But there was some stuff that I was like, "Hey, do you do you want to do this again?" And you were just like, "Meh." It was all kind of a lot of work for like the effort that it came out. And so it's not like it's getting scrapped forever, but I want you to to reassess like of what you did this year, don't just look at the results. How did it actually make you feel when you did it? Were you stressed out and anxious? Were you hopeful? Were you light and easy breezy? Now, this is a skill I feel like that you do have to untap. I'm not yeah. saying that you... You get to always do the fun stuff and nothing no. is ever going to be hard or stressful no. or make you anxious. Right. There's a difference in like identifying that that's going to happen kind of regardless and kind of untapping into the next layer of feelings of like your mental headspace when you're doing the thing and being confident that if you didn't like how you felt when you did that thing, 
could you repeat those results doing something that does feel a little bit lighter or a little bit more fun? And that's that's the type of marketing and boss brain that I want you to get to untap is how can you repeat the same results or better results and feel more fun? Right, right. And I think for that, it's a good way to kind of compare. Yeah. Like when you start to break it down, and we we have covered this inside our previous program, Goal Crusher Club. Um, and for those of you who have access to Europe is on autopilot, which don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure we gave everyone in the creative template shop access, right? Maybe. I think so. I think I so too. Um, but inside that, which if you're not a member, creativetemplateshop.com slash join. Get it. Take this. Like it's an hour and a half workshop. Will change your life. Okay. Yeah. It's some math. Get over it. You need to do it because yeah. what you're going to end up doing is you're going to end up breaking down all your current products and figuring out what percentage of revenue they brought in. Because the only way to move forward is to look back. You have to assess. I could tell you really quickly what a lot of that stuff is because we're already making those kind of reports in our accounting software. Mm -hmm. But if you don't actively have access to what percentage of is each product in your business, you need to find that out. Also, you might look at more like time related promotions. So mm -hmm. if you did a certain promotion in September, how did that compare to the different promotion you did three months prior? Mm -hmm. And when we do that, I get a lot of information because then I can with, yes, I have feelings around it, but I can also come to Emily and say, hey, mm -hmm. What we did here in July did X. What we did yeah. here in November did Y. I felt like this was easier and it got better yeah. results. Because our conversations are always like this where I said, ooh, this was fun, but did it actually work for us? And so Abby goes, click, click, clickety clack. Well, here's what we got coming in. And then, then we have another member on our team pull. And I have results waiting for us actually to go over after this episode. Of okay, of, of the initial people who joined, signed up, bought, whatever, how many are still members or how many bought something else or how many, you know, we we quantify the lifetime or the the lingering effects of that, not, not just that initial promotion, yeah. because sometimes things can lie to you. Depending on how your stuff is set up, this might be different for service-based people, but it's it's not only the initial payment or purchase, it's also the follow-through of that customer that yeah. I want to look at to deem what was actually effective in the long term for us. Right. Which, and I do think the important thing that I would say would probably change how you might look at this if you're running your business differently is we, by and large, have made a decision to have reoccurring revenue and thus be working with the same students, clients, mm -hmm. customers again and again and yep. again. I every business, I don't give a shit what you sell to have at least one stream of recurring revenue. And you can do this for a physical product. You can do this for a service and you can do this for a digital product. Don't at me. Actually at me if you have questions on how you can figure it out. We should do a whole episode on that. I'm going to write that down because this is my passion project in life is getting everyone on one recurring money. Well, I literally had this conversation with my husband 
um, yesterday because we were talking about our other business. When I say our, I mean my husband and I. And and Emily also has reoccurring revenue in her product-based business. And so we are not shy to this. But he was asking me, okay, if if we did this, what would you want to do? If we did this, what would you want to do? And I said, well, here's the thing. I really like easy money. Now, mm-hmm. it's not to say that passive is ever passive. Don't. It's not. It's not. But it doesn't mean it's not easier if you have it set up appropriately. Here's where it can yeah. get complicated. And I think this is where people make the biggest mistake is they try to create something that requires too much of them. Mm -hmm. And that can come in a variety of forms. That can mean you coaching someone, you giving your services to someone, you showing up and doing something. But it can also mean supporting whatever it is that you're talking about. Because I have had a variety of ideas that could be considered passive that you could have reoccurring revenue around, but it either would take too much of me or I would have to hire a person or a team of people to Mm -hmm. support the thing. And in my eyes, like passive should be no more than a couple hours of week maintenance Mm -hmm. to keep it doing what it's doing. Yep. Now, at this point, we do have a product that's over 50% of our business. Mm-hmm. So that it's definitely more than a couple hours a week, but it's a huge part of what we do. And so that's okay. Mm-hmm. So I want to call back some things that we brought up in our episode when we were wrapping up 2020. And, and if you haven't listened to that one yet, I highly suggest that you listen to that one and then come back to this one. So I think it'll give you some language that we're going to use moving forward. But we talked about two things in that episode that I want to break down how we broke it down for next year. Uh, we talked about our three-star rating system. So we give things, we, we sell, we have three products available. So we created a three-star rating system of three being the, we think this product deserves the majority of our attention because it has the majority opportunity, the most opportunity to, we think we can give this like a one level star attention and it's going to do what it's built to do kind of quote unquote on its own. Right. So we decide before the year starts, which of our three products is going to have the three stars of our attention. And then based on that, we break down our profit pie again, or our revenue pie again, which Abby was telling you about what, how much money of what you made this year did each of your products bring in? And you get to adjust that accordingly on how you want things to grow, right? So we started with, okay, well, what percentage of growth would we like to aim for for next year? Based on that, do we want to just increase each of our product lines off of that percentage? So if we want to grow, you know, 15% or whatever, increase each product line by 15%, or do we want to kind of move and shuffle stuff around? So we did a little bit of both, but that because we've done it before and because we love the model we created last year, honestly, Abby, would you say in like 30 minutes, we, we talked for like an hour and a half, but 30 minute window was developing that product pie and being like, okay, yeah, that feels good. That Less than 30 minutes, probably, because once we got to that part of the conversation, it was just like, oh, yeah, now we're on the same page. Now we can identify these things easier. Well, and I think the the part, the pie part, the, the part of the pie <laughs> that, uh, that was a little bit different was, you know, when we were planning for 2020, we were keeping our pie slices the same. Yes. 
for 2021, we adjusted our pie slices based on what we learned in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. We adjusted our, you know what I mean? You guys know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. Um, so, but not by as much as you might think. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's really easy to get ambitious and be like, this thing is so big. It's my biggest Mm -hmm. opportunity. I'm going balls to the wall. Okay. It doesn't mean it's not going to take the most effort, but if you're talking about growth overall, you should maybe not forget about that like tried and true thing that's been serving you for a while. Yeah. Because it's easy to be like, let's just go all in. But it's also like, why would you put all your eggs in one basket? I'm not saying you shouldn't have one product. I think there's certain sizes of business that having one product can be amazing. Mm-hmm. I just think where we're at. But even with one product, you might have like three packages. And so yeah, totally. theoretically. You might products. deliver it in different ways for sure. Mm-hmm. So we gave our the Creative Template Shop three stars of effort and opportunity. Because yeah. for us, it is going to take most of our effort, time, and attention. Yeah. And it has the biggest area for opportunity of growth. And it's the thing that aligns three stars for all of us. Effort, opportunity, growth, and fun. Yeah. Easiness. So we decided of where our focus wants to be based on what sounds fun, what has the biggest opportunity, et cetera, it's going to get three stars. So the shop got that. Um, And then, which I, the only difference literally from last year is we gave Strategy Academy three stars of effort, the shop two stars of effort, Trello for business, one star of effort. And the only thing that switched was the shop and essay for next year because of the opportunity and what sound fun for growth. What happened just a quarter into last year is we ended up, we didn't write this down, but mentally we switched the level of star efforts from essay to the shop. And so we had intentionally went into last year thinking SA was going to have the majority of our attention, but based on the results of like how the shop was performing, we switched that up. And then going into this year, we we now know the shop is going to get a lot of our attention. Oh, yeah. Um, we we know that the shop has done so much. But part of the part of the part that made it a little bit difficult to decide what that pie should look like is we wanted to make sure that we were paying attention to the fact that it was growing. And so I took the average for the year, but then I also looked at the last several months and tried to figure out what's the fine line of this is continuing to grow, but the whole business is also growing. Right. So what's a reasonable amount? And the thing that's still kind of, you know, scary a little bit, but also exciting is we made the shop on an individual basis estimate at an 87% growth over next year. But I think in terms of effort, like we plan to do everything it would take to see to do as much as 3x rather than almost doubling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so who knows where that'll land. Um, but the 87% growth is a lot more doable, but it's also a lot less than the overall business growth. So we predicted or forecasted a 25% growth for the year, 
when this year we had a 40% growth. So we're still, I think, being pretty conservative. Yeah, I because I think that's the biggest lesson that we're still trying to figure out. And you don't, I don't know if you ever really totally figured out, but being in business longer shows you this where, and I've said this in the last episode, where it's easy to double from your, or more than double your first year to your second year, and then maybe even your second to your third year. But as you're getting into just higher revenue numbers, it, get, it gets unrealistic to double and triple those. And so it's weird going from like, yeah, we did 40% and next year it's still going to be just as bomb, but it probably won't be 40%. And that's okay because we're talking about higher numbers now. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I'm totally okay with our pie. So that being said, we kept the shop right around 50% of the overall business. Um, but it's still a much larger amount of dollars. So it's not like it's not pulling its weight. Like we will continue to see growth and it, it could shoot far past that. Um, yeah. we, we don't, you never quite know when you have one that's like leading so strongly. We kept SA right around 25%, which isn't really changing it. Historically speaking, our sponsorship has been anywhere between, I don't know, 15 and 30%. But we kept it kind of near the lower end for next year at 16%. And then Trello, we basically were like, just do what you're doing. Just do, do what, what you're doing. doing. So yeah. 9% for Trello. But we have seen that be in the 20s. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And, you know, these, these percentages are apt to change. It's what we're aiming for. Totally. It's our goal. There's also stuff unaccounted for. And so we have other affiliate dollars or different sponsorship opportunities or literally just surprise stuff. But we'd like, you know, everyone loves surprise money and like fitting in extra money into your pie at the end of the year is not a bad thing. And no. so there's definitely room for for those percentages to adjust, to go up and down slightly. Um, but I think it gives us some some clear goals. Right. So I think with that in mind, we really have a good idea of where we want to go, what we want to see happen. Yeah. So I want to talk about one of the exciting things. And I think this is going to have a whole episode in and of itself too. But one, once we do this, once we do the pie and we figure out the level of efforts and the percentages – we just, we, we freestyle talk. No idea is a bad idea. Uh, this is the part that we let take the longest because we don't really run with anything until something clicks. And I don't know how to describe it to you guys. We've talked about this before in multitude of ways of how Abby and I are a little bit psychic with each other by now and very intuitive with each other, even over Zoom, because we're not doing this in person. Hello, pandemic. We just talk and we say ideas and we let it marinate and the other person kind of pokes holes in it or expands upon it or says, if this happens, then this will happen or whatever. We just say words and then it's inevitable. There will be eventually something that said where both of us go, well, if we did that, then this would happen. And then if we run with that, then this, oh, I like this. And it just evolved. That idea then gets expanded upon. And so we did and that. It, so go ahead. 
I was just going to say the interesting part about that process is you might think that one or both of us like come to the meeting with like an agenda of like, nope. and this is what we're doing at 2021. Nope. I kid you not, had no idea this is what we were None. doing. None, 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 none. That gives us the, I feel like the best ideas. When you come to the table with no intentions, with no agenda, and you let the other person inspire you because it's never it's never like one person's idea mm-hmm. that they're bringing to the table it's just us shooting the shit about okay run with this idea for a second okay well do you think this product needs this and that somehow opens the door in our brains to another conversation which opens the door to something else which then spits out an idea that we both feel really good running with and that idea for this year or at least for q1 that we're really going to focus on and, and it's not something crazy. Like I'm going to like say it and you're going to be like, all right, cool guys. Great. Um, it's a referral program for the creative template shop. Dun, dun, dun. The, I know. I know it sounds anticlimactic, but uh, so to preface this, like technically any member can already be an affiliate, but it just hasn't been a focus internally. And I think it's too early to go out and say what it's going to be. But I think Emily and I both have some really solid ideas that are going to make it feel Mm -hmm. better, more exciting, more rewarding. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm excited about that. And I think that is really going to be interesting. Now, here's, I will say, here's how we got to this point. And I want to use that as a tool. So we both, to get to this idea, both said to each other, okay, and we we both have our list of businesses. I'm sure you do too. And they're not competitors. Okay. These are people that do not do what we do, but we love how they run their business. We value how they have grown. We, we like watching. The question we had to each other is what do we think is fueling their growth that we're not doing? And like I said, we don't have the same business. We don't have, we're not selling the same thing. So it's not like I can go say, oh, well, she put out this very specific course with this blah, blah, blah. No, like I'm not just talking about that. I'm literally talking about people that are not in your industry at all. What can you pick apart about what they're doing? And the common thread, and this is the important part, is you need to take a pool of companies that you admire and respect and then start looking at what they have in common because that's going to tell you far more than any one individual tactic will, okay? But the thing they have in common is they spend more time letting their current clients and customers market their business than they spend marketing their own business. Mm -hmm. And then that's when all the light bulbs started going off. Yep. And we've said that in regards to our oldest, highest performing, overachieving child, Trello for Business, 10,000 times. Yeah. And so we know this to be true. And it's okay. It's not something that we, it's not a missed opportunity. It's not something we just didn't do. Mm-hmm. We had definitely other areas to focus on. And so going into year two of a product, you can implement new strategies and new techniques. And this is something that we've known for a while that we want. We don't want to be the only ones talking about a product. It's exhausting for one. It's self-centered for two. It's not helpful for three. 
it's not fun for anyone. And so what, what are new ways that we can do that? And the number one thing that we've seen work for our community and for other businesses in different industries is when their members, their students, their clients, whatever, hype up their product or service for them. And we want, we want that to happen. So we're going to build something to make that happen. Yeah, no, for sure. The other piece I want to mention, which I think just coincides with how we run our business, because here's the thing. You get to decide how you run your business, which I know sounds not shocking to you, but you guys are so used to letting other marketers tell you yep. how to run your business. And it makes me so mad yep. because you're convinced that, oh, well, I have to have a membership or I have to sell a course to one to many or I have to. No, you I get have to, decide. to have a high price offer. No. You get to decide how you run your business. So all that being said, if if that is what your plan is, then you need to make decisions based on how you want to run your business. Here's a couple things that we value and thus made it a really easy decision for what we're going to do next. Okay? So one, Emily and I love putting family first and having time for ourselves. So we don't, we don't just love it. It is required for our mental health and sanity. Yeah. So we're not going to spend any more hours of our day doing anything else. Okay. So we also, if you guys have been paying attention, have made an effort in the last year to change how we operate internally mm-hmm. to model more behaviors of a SaaS-based company. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I think makes a SaaS company unique is while the founder or co-founder is an important figure in the business, they're not the reason for its success, period, mm-hmm. period, okay? And if we, um, we don't plan to sell anytime soon, but if we are growing a business that we ultimately plan to sell eventually... We cannot continue to stay the focus and the reason it's successful. And I'm not, we don't even have plans to ultimately sell eventually. I just want to clear the air on that too. But I can tell you right now that my ass is not getting on stories to continue to pimp our products forever. Like I just can't. I don't want to. It doesn't sound fun. And as a course creator, starting this business from transitioning from clients to then creating digital products, that's the natural transition of going from serving clients one-on-one to serving one-to-many one-on-one, basically, where you're just like, hi, it's me, and this is a thing I created, and you should buy it, and it's amazing. So we did that for years because it works. It's effective. It's not the wrong thing to do. But then transitioning from that is just what we're going through now. Right. So all of that being said, One of the areas of opportunity that we both see, because literally we had this conversation, the same conversation that led to us deciding, oh, I think we're going to use these strategies, maybe these, but maybe not because we saw more success over here. We both know that our social media could be better. (laughs) Well, here's what's so wild to me is, and I, I... I would have argued this on air if you hadn't told me the stat from from earlier. It's not like you gave me numbers, but you were looking at them. 
I would have said, yeah, our social media could be better, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't seem to be like impacting anything. It's not hurting us that bad. And it's not like it's not it's not like it's hurting us at all. But there was a a month in 2020 where we did like a social media campaign, just again, because it sounded fun. Um, And Abby was looking at the numbers and she was like, yeah, so um, that time we were on like social media pretty much every day for a month because it was fun and it was free, um, helped us better than like an entire launch that we did a couple months later where we like had ads and like showed up in different ways. And it like we had to put makeup on and do stuff like that. And I was like, wait, what? And so we're not saying our social media could be better because everyone is saying you should be on social media and no. that's what's impacting you. Like we're, it's, we're saying it could be better because it worked for us last year when we didn't even know it. Well, and I mean, I think I knew it. Like I was constantly looking back and saying, okay, what about this month? And all things being the same, which essentially they were like all things were basically the same. Uh If you compared the two minus one had a very heavy social presence and the other had a, it's there, but it's not like a lot. It was very promo. It was a completely different type of, so it was, they were still promoting the same thing, Yeah, but one felt completely different. Yeah. And I could explain the difference easily to someone else. And I don't think the magic sauce happened to be that I was the one doing it every day. No. No. All that being said, we have toyed around with hiring a social media manager for a while. But, and I'll be completely honest, the biggest reason we haven't is because of budget. Okay? Like, it's not that we didn't want to offload it. It's not that we didn't want to try it. But I was not ready to spend more money Mm -mm. when our budget didn't support it. But our our business has grown enough that we can afford to bring on another very part-time member of our team. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we plan to do. Yeah. Yeah. So Q1 referral program, social media manager. Um, hopefully by the time that this airs, maybe a couple weeks later, we're also looking for a personal assistant. I'm so excited for that. Uh, so hopefully we have an episode to report back on that of how that's going and how we structured that. Uh, but that's like, that, that's our Q1. That's it. Well, to elaborate on the personal assistant thing for just a second, because I think it's easy to gloss over. We have thought it must be nice or that could happen for a really long time. And then we just never really sat back to look at like how much it would cost our business. And the the part that's hard, or at least hard for me, I can't speak for Emily on this. Normally I could, but not on this. I felt weird for a while. Oh yeah. The opposite. Personal responsibilities with mm-hmm. business responsibilities. But I will mm-hmm. tell you, Rachel Rogers came on the show she kicked our ass. And I was like, girl, okay. Uh-huh. I think you are making a very valid point. And, mm-hmm. and I've said this before, like, it's not worth me doing certain things. And I put my foot down on a lot of areas for that in my life. Like, I don't do laundry. I hire, I have a cleaning lady that consistently helps. 
And I do stuff occasionally in the yard, but like I'm not like doing weekly maintenance kind of stuff. No. Like that's not no. in my thing. No. Um, no. When Brian asked me to help rake leaves, I call, I call, I say, okay, I can call someone. I'm not going out there to fucking rake leaves. Sorry, not doing it. It's just, you have to, there is like a time value thing. Like one, you still need time to like enjoy your life and yeah. relax Since and I'm chill. already a type three who can barely sit down to relax ever and not multitask right. and feel right. really, 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 really guilty right. for not being productive. The last thing I'm going to do is spend my downtime raking leaves. <laughs> Although like, for real. We had someone at the new house come pick up all the leaves. I cannot. I was literally like watching them do it. And I was like, what you just did in 10 minutes, I yeah. kid you not would yeah. have taken me you all You don't day. have the equipment. It's no. not your job. I don't have the equipment. I don't know no. what they did, but they just like sucked them all up. that shit. They're wizards. They mm -hmm. are wizards. I don't know what they did, but I was very impressed. And I was like, this well, is why you hire people. Exactly. And again, I want to do a whole episode on the PA thing as we get a little bit further into it. But I think the thing that clicked for me, and Rachel definitely ha like 100% helped. She solidified a lot of thoughts that I had been having. But one of the things that clicked for me was about having the mental headspace to either relax or be inspired creatively for creating something new, right? And for me, the things that help that is having a clean and organized home. I don't like to clean and organize. I'm not good at it. I'm resentful when I do it. We bicker if we're like spending the weekend cleaning and organize. It's a thing. Why don't I just outsource that? Like, organize this, like there's a linen closet staring at me right now that I know needs to be clean and reorganized. And I want to do it so badly because it will make me feel better, but I don't want to take the time to do it at all. But it will give me creative headspace if I know that that's done. Stuff taken to Goodwill. There's a whole pile in my basement of shit that needs to just be donated. And it's stuff like that that's like dead weight lingering in my house that is in the back of my brain that I just need gone. And I know that stuff being gone and dealt with will help me perform better in my jobs. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. I can't wait. Yeah. So I don't know what it'll look like. Um, we haven't figured that all out. But I don't – For the this, record, if you are interested in Kansas City, message oh, yeah. us to see if we've the, hired – The personal assistant yet. definitely has to be local because – Yeah, for sure. You can um, be in, in Overland Park or Kansas City suburbs. Right. South of the river. <laughs> I don't think it really matters unless you just I mean, to be closer to us. I wouldn't want to yeah. live north of the river and drive to either one of us. That's true. Oh, so I think the thing that I'm just really excited about for next year is I'm just letting go of letting. I've letting go. <laughs> I've, let it go. I let go of so much of what I thought everyone else wanted me or my business to do or accomplish or whatever. And I finally feel like in 2020 specifically really just leaned into what made sense for us. Not that we yeah. didn't do that before, but I, there were a couple of years there where we were heavily influenced. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Other businesses, other people. For, For me, it's like, it's, I have to ignore everything or I go too full into being influenced. Uh huh. And I'm fine with being influenced for my decor and what I yeah. eat. Yeah. Influence like, me your face care routine. I will buy that. <laughs> influence me a blanket. I'll buy it. But influencing how I run my business is actually really dangerous like for me. I don't like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So one of the things you don't hear us talking about, which I think is interesting that we run an education company and – because we needed it year one, year two, year three. I know. I know. It's different. And, and that's who we're not – like, don't get this confused. We're not yeah. serving the multi-six-figure aiming for million-dollar businesses in our education. We know that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to serve those people. We're serving y'all. And y'all need the direction, the focus, and the intention, and the strategy. You probably need less of it than you think that you do. Yeah. But you don't need 75 courses. You need no, one or two no. really but I remember being in that zone and taking it in and it, turning around and implementing. That's just not where we are right now. So don't confuse the two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So not to like put any pressure on you. Let's do but it. If you were, <laughs> but if you were to pick like and I I didn't give you a chance to pick your word of the year, and I think we have another episode for that specifically. But if you were just to put like a feeling out there of like, this is how you want to feel next year, specifically on the running the business side. What's your goal? What are you what are you heads down focused on? Oh, I want to make more money next year personally. Um, I don't think I felt um light in our business until the very back half of this year. So I would like to feel that early and often next year. I want to continue. Again, this isn't a word because I'll have to sit and, and try to find a word that makes sense. But I've shared for over a year now how I've um, wanted to start to trust my intuition more and again, and it's back. It came back and it feels good. And so I'm continuing to do that because the more that I've listened to it, the stronger it's gotten and the more obvious the signs have become. Um, and the literal like pull in my gut when, when the feeling is right, when the idea is right, when the strategy is right, whatever. And so I want to keep leaning into that because it's served us really, really well this year. And I'm asking it to continue to serve me in my other business and in my life as well. Um, so intuitive, maybe intuitive. Okay. I think for me, the big thing that I have worked so hard on this year. And a big part of that has been offloading day-to-day project management stuff. Yeah. Is I want to be more at the helm of like, not necessarily even making this strategy. Because I feel like you and I bounce enough off of each other that a strategy comes into being. And then I think we can put on a project manager, here's the plan and they'll implement the plan. But what I want to come in and be able to offer is some insight into performance that I do think there isn't really anyone else on our team that's actively focused on that. But I really enjoyed that because I do think when we have 
the right information, we can make better decisions. Yes. Um, yes. And it's not always it's not always super transparent. Like, for instance, we had an opt-in we've been running traffic to. It's so cheap, like ridiculously cheap leads. And we're trying to uncover, are the leads actually ultimately paying off? Like, is it worth right. um, us finishing up and um, or continuing with that? And I wasn't sure. And so we did some math. And even with that, if you compared it to an old one, there was still some murkiness. But I was like, if you look at it this way, it's an obvious we should switch back. But if you look at it this way, it's really, <laughs> I don't know. And so... um so helpful. I know it's not always black and white. And that's the thing I want to point out is we can use analytics to tell almost any story we want. So yeah. you don't want to try to always be solving for the answer you want. You know what I mean? No. You have to yeah, be you able to an echo chamber in your own analytics. You trust. You need because I've done that before too. I've been like, the numbers mm-hmm. tell us that it should do X. So we need to be whatever. Anyway, all of that to say for next year, I really want to be as unbiased as possible and be able to say, yeah. okay, here's this. Here's this. Based on that, how does that make you feel? What is what is the results actually telling us? And yeah. make more decisions that way. Because I think when I come from a place of, I think there has to be a mix of, don't just look at numbers, because we've done that before, kicked us in the butt. When it backfired. We've also made decisions completely based on feelings, also yeah. not helpful. I think yeah. there has to be a delicate balance mm-hmm. of looking at both. Well, I think that's what works really well for us as we come into it and talk about a strategy. I'm like, oh, this this feel, my gut is saying this one. Can you investigate it further? Yeah. Right? And so you do what you do and then we make the decision. Or you come and you say, okay, but here's what the stats are feeling. And I say, mm, I still don't like it. And so we, we try something different. Yeah. And I think that's what's really cool about us. Well, all of this to say, I know we will come back with more top of the year kind of things. We have our best moments kind of episode coming up. Episode 500 is right around the corner. Get excited. I, I'm excited for 2021 and I want to hear your plans. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.